Billy, you know, we're just going to talk about stuff. There's uh, you have a podcast, you have a rate or what would, what would be categorized as a radio drama. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. So uh, entice, entice me to entice me to listen to your radio drama. Oh, wow. So it is, what is Tapon's Theatre on Subspace? Tapon's Theatre on Subspace is a, I would say, a comedy drama set in the Star Trek universe. Um, yeah, it's been going for about, what have we been doing? We've been doing about two and a half years now. Um, we initially had a, a series that was a bit subpar, a bit, you know, finding our feet, and then we got round to, you know, redoing uh, the first season, which is great now. Um, but it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's part Star Trek and part Red Dwarf. It's what I, how okay. I would sell it. So it's uh, more. Uh, it's a. It, I would say it's a bit more um, risque than most Star Trek <laughs> shows. Um, well. <clears throat> <laughs> having That's a funny. having a, a a pansexual Andorian and a gay Klingon and a, a slightly sexually repressed Vulcan and a, um, the only capable character on the cast. So is just the a Vulcan. Yeah, well, exactly. But even more, even <laughs> oh, more. Even so. more so. um, yeah, he's well. very uptight, very snarky, um, borderline sociopathic in a lot of ways. Um, a Romulan who. Uh, is just the worst, the worst person um, who's also the character that I voice. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, and there's a little bit of me in him at times, which is awful when I when I listen back to some of the stuff. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a joy to write it and perform it and all the sorts of things we do. Um, and it's it's really good because it gives me a reason to uh well I don't need a reason but it gives me a uh conduit to talk to my friends every week which oh, is lovely sure. yeah well um, and more than that share the passion yeah exactly yeah. um yeah. it's an outlet for me as a writer it's uh it's an outlet for me as a sort of like I said I would say a performer but that sounds really poncy because I don't really I don't really voice act in, in the same way that the others on the podcast do. I just put a slightly <laughs> raspy voice on. Um, but yeah, I love doing it. I love writing it. I love being a part of it. It's just so much fun. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really strange because it started off as a, a really small passion project that um, me and a friend of mine started and then uh, it just ballooned. And now it's, you know, uh, professionally scored and uh, has an artist doing it. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, we've got two editors who uh, work tirelessly with it. Um, yeah, it's just it's just great. It's just a really good outlet for uh, a lot of our sort of I don't know artistic frustrations. Is kind of Fantastic. how I would describe it. Well, and especially during the past, you know, coming on almost two years now, where uh-huh. uh, we've all had to find ways to express ourselves since we can't go out as we as we per per usual, you know. Um, and so a lot of a lot of creativity found its way to the surface. I think uh, the last eighteen months or so. Definitely. So I've yeah. I've been uh, you know a ghostwriter uh, for uh, various media outlets for a number of years now. 
Um, and this is something that, you know, as, as a ghostwriter, you don't really get to, to put your name to things, just the whole mm-hmm. point of it. Um, right. And this is the first thing in, in a long time that I was proud enough to actually put my name on. Um, and it's really, Tapon's Theatre on Subspace is really small um, and really personal. And we've never, we don't make any money from it, obviously, because it's not mm-hmm. set in our own created universe. We set it in Star Trek universe for a, a, a purpose because we're all fans. And um, yeah, to see so many people who treat it so professionally come together and just do something that they love means more to me than making a lot of money from it. Right. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's kind of like what what I'm doing with this. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, just to serve and my own end creatively. Now, that's not to say that um, here, at least, I'm all about we can make some money on, mm-hmm. on the Digress cast here. That's fine. Um, you know, uh, we'll we'll have that conversation uh, post show uh, with a little drop in, you know, interstitial there. But um, let's. I, I want to talk. Just pull you in just a little bit. Okay, so mm-hmm. you were the, the Romulan, right? Yeah, I am. I'm. I play okay. Hotine, uh, who's like a Romulan spy turned shock jock. Uh, he's he's a. So the the ship itself is a uh, ex Federation surplus vessel that has become a, a conduit to perform and uh, sort of distribute a radio program that the Vulcan uh, produces because he, radio pre Federation uh, yeah exactly um, uh, because the Vulcan Tapon doesn't get music so he's trying to understand it for a radio uh show essentially and rom uh, hotine plays hotine plays i play hotine who is like uh, a really that's just where your real heart is your true heart is with your romulan (laughs) character yeah Uh uh-huh it's like how bruce wayne's the mask batman's the real exactly exactly Uh, Uh, but but oh, he is are a little um, pointy though they are they're slightly i've got a <laughs> a, a slight deformation of what he is actually um but hotine is one of these characters that wants to be good but can't help being a shit <laughs> he just can't help you know, it He's, there may be a period in my history where that was true for me yes. as well you never yes. know right um he has a lot of problems, a lot of deep-seated issues. Um, he uh, loves to be, because he's a Romulan, he loves to be deceitful. He loves to, uh, you know, tease everyone. I would, I would say tease is probably a little uh, light for what he does, but he is, you know, he's just a horrible, horrible character, but there is a, a nugget of gold in the middle. Um and I quite like playing those sorts. He's, um, he's, I don't know if you've ever seen Red Dwarf, but he is Arnold Rimmer. Uh, so he is, uh, I, w- I don't want to say lovable because he is awful, but he is, is a tiny, tiny little bit of him to love. Just when you think he's Sympathetically done... irascible? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just when you think he's done the absolute worst thing he can do, he just gives you enough to think, oh, he might be good there. Um, Marginally redeemable. Yes, exactly. Definitely. Uh, and he's really fun to play because I get to, you know, 
be self-deprecating, but also oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. insult all my friends. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's how friends work, you know. Exactly. Uh, especially if you're uh, from Gen X, we uh, we just live in sarcasm and insults. That's how yeah. we cope. Um, yeah. I want to. Uh, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but can mm. you do the voice here? Did you just drop into character and you know? Oh wow! Could I do it? And do you speak any Romulan? Is there any no, language no. that is Romulan? Oh, <laughs> I, I don't, don't know speak have, any Romulan. I don't know if we have a fandom language for Romulan or not. We probably uh, do. No, you know, no. Uh, we probably we do, we certainly don't. But um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Romulan sounds a lot like English. Yeah. A, a lot more elongated vowel sounds like rule and stuff like that. Draw it um, out, you just draw it out a little bit. Yeah, but um, my hotine voice is kind of um, just a little bit raspier than my usual voice. Um, yeah. But also has that still quite, um, I would say, high inflection that my current voice has. And I'm probably not doing my uh, actual Romulan voice justice if I don't have a script in front of me and can't gesticulate, um, it's yeah. it's really, really tough. Um, but then, you know, my character will be like that when he is uh, trying a little bit harder, say with the ladies or um, because he is a, a terrible, uh, well, he sees himself as a terrible womanizer, but he's not, he doesn't have any luck with the ladies. He's um, not very successful at it. Uh, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and we, aspiring we womanizer aspiring womanizer as you would imagine a Romulan to be um, yeah, of course. but he has absolutely no luck with any element of his life uh, <laughs> but then sometimes when he's a little bit softer he'll talk like this and he'll be there. there's more my sort of range of my Romulan voice it's just me really with the slight tang of potentially evil um, which you know I can do quite easily because I'm a Brit so uh oh right all yes the, yeah all of the best villains are british yeah. everyone knows that you know? that's that, that's we all learned that from james bond i guess yeah 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 you know uh and well yeah it's, that's that's so that's so great so how long has the show been going uh but i would say in terms of production time about three years um and in that time we've done the first episode was a six episode run uh we had a like that really good stretch of deep space nine near the end yeah exactly um and then we had a second season which was a i think about 14 to 16 episodes Mm -hmm. and they're all about half an hour long um so in actual british yeah exactly yeah well exactly half hour long um we tend to do halloween and christmas specials Mm-hmm. Um, our Christmas special is normally a poem and our Halloween special is normally a 10 minute fever dream. Um, and then we've just, uh, it comes out in October. We've just finished, uh, our special, uh, which is Bridges season two and three, and it's a feature length episode. So it is two hours. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it has taken a long, long time. Um, so three people wrote it myself uh my colleague uh david spivey and uh another colleague paul turner um and it needed full editing full voice acting we went out to twitter to get voice actors for it um and uh the two hosts of snap trek uh ross and jen they're on it uh hen in a hat 
Linda, she's on it oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, she's great. Um, and she, well, she, it, it, it made sense for us to go to her because she's a voice actor. So right. we said, you know, do you want to work on a little vanity project? And she was like, yeah, great. It sounds perfect. And she's been to a meeting. We're doing a read through in, a, I think, a couple of weeks of a new episode because they're, uh, spoilers, I suppose, they're playing uh, new characters in the show. Uh, we so we enjoyed having them on so much for the special that we actually brought them in uh, as permanent characters. So we've increased oh, wow. our crew by about a, uh, another half. So um, yeah, we just want to get we more than having fans of the show. I think we want to get people that we like who like the project involved. Right. Um, right. Because, and like I say, it's a passion project, and the bigger the passion, the better the project. Um, and yeah, so got about, I'd say about 20, 25 episodes so far. Um, and then this recent one has been a beast. And uh, and then we've already written three, maybe four episodes of season three. Um, and they'll debut between now and Christmas. And then we'll have a little break. And then we'll do another six and then we'll do another break and then another six. And then we tend oh, to wow. break for, for a month and then we go straight back to it. Um, well, uh, you know, I'm not saying anything particular. I'm just saying that uh, I, I've gone to gone to university for theater and, and I took acting one and two and oh, I made a B, scored a B. So I'm a B <laughs> actor. And so if you need... If you need terrible American acting, and y'all, you know, I can do a Southern accent. So if you want to work that in there, because I'm Southern, really. Perfect. Know. Dan, um, <laughs> we're all C-grade actors. So if you're a B, you're better than the rest of us. Um, oh, man. But yeah, any time uh, you want to come and pick a character to work with, we're trying to get Thrifty Trekkie on. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're great. And, Absolutely yeah. great. You're, that's yeah. two previous uh, previous guests on the, yeah, on exactly. the show here. You know, they're great. Exactly. It's um, all like one big family, right? No, we, we really are. And I, it just, you know, the more connected we become, uh, the better that refines itself. Uh, but yeah, um, through that, uh, you know, to digress just a little bit, mm-hmm. through that, um, that uh, acting two class, I was uh, able to meet Edward James almost. And uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fantastic. So, you know, I'm connected. That's all I'm saying. I'm connected to the, to the industry. Wow. Uh, I mean, Ronald D. Moore, just a phone call away, probably. Well, I mean, we have made a couple of Ronald D. Moore related jokes in the pot in the show as well. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> no, so um it sounds like that is just something that that everyone involved has taken to heart. And, um, you know, probably if it's anything like this is for me, just a way to maintain your sanity these days. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and stay connected with good friends, like you said, yeah. people who want to be involved um, and related a little. You know, I can I can relate because uh, I've been we're on episode 76 yeah. of of the uh uh Emberfell whispers from the star show on mm-hmm. our, on my friend's youtube channel yeah uh, where i play my current character is a uh eight foot bugbear who is basically <laughs> chewbacca wharf um his name is moog there you go uh and uh he carries a very large crossbow with very large poles <laughs> and um he's very good with it and uh he is he's He's a shoot first, maybe twice, and then maybe ask questions, or maybe he'll shoot you again. You never know. 
I uh, so. think <laughs> I think stuff like this is um, I you know I know that as well as myself, uh, you have uh, reading from your Twitter uh, that you and I have both struggled with mental health issues mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. in our life. And I think that acting is one of those, uh, and writing and anything creative like this is one of those really glorious things where if you're having a really bad day, you can just leave yourself at the door for a bit mm-hmm. and you know yeah. walk into something else and you can just say, oh, I just need a break from myself. Um, mm-hmm. And that is what this sort of stuff gives to me. So it's... Uh, it's a blessing really uh, you know i i think that it's just something i can pour myself into and just forget everything else for a little while and Absolutely. that's just it's, it's really lovely um to be able to do that sort of stuff so i'm glad you've got that as well because that is something i always recommend to people like um a council a few young people who have uh, terminal illnesses and oh. i always say to them you know like find an outlet because there are days when you can't you, your you know your illness chases you around like this sort of specter and if you can drop your everything that is your life for a few seconds and just pour yourself into something else be it painting or sculpting or writing or acting and just or dancing anything any creative outlet and just be something else for a few seconds it will give you that holiday from your soul that you need. Right. And then you can just, Absolutely. then you, you feel refreshed enough to go back and start to deal with that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, it, that's how I feel about that whole the sort of setup. Well, and to kind of, um, you know, highlight that one of the, one of the folks I play with uh, every other Monday and are about to play with every Monday because <laughs> um, he is one of the characters in the DMDS nine pod. Yeah. And um, his, uh, it's uh, uh, IT architect Patrick on mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, and yep. he's he's got cancer. He's fighting cancer. Mm. So you know, D and D is something that gives him an outlet. Um, yep. and, you know, there are times when he doesn't feel well due to chemo or whatever, but this he still makes it because that's the thing that lets him feel better about yep. those things. Um, but he, he has developed uh, Star Trek into a dnd 5e version of a star trek game and it's it's gonna be quite remarkable i myself will be playing a vulcan captain uh uh Ciroc is his mm-hmm. name uh and he ha- he was raised by uh the commodore uh decker so that we can oh right okay connection, right you know yeah uh, we gotta have a connection and uh and so he's going to be kind of like uh as patrick put it reverse burnham uh, mm-hmm. so maybe 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 a little side more cyborg than Spock, you know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That is, <laughs> but that nice outlet, yeah. yeah, yeah, you need it. Yeah. I yeah. I think genuinely, even if you you know have been lucky enough not to have any mental health issues or illnesses or hardship in your life, I think we all need a little bit of a vacation from ourselves from time to time right. because otherwise, yeah. life can get very hard and you know your opinion of yourself can get very critical and if you don't have that i feel like you start to take yourself a little bit too seriously oh i would agree yeah which we can't have that you know no there's enough there's enough seriousness in the world now yeah um and so uh so it's an evolving cast people can Mm -hmm. come people can go you have guest stars i would imagine Yeah. So on yeah. the production side of things, uh, how how do you bring this all together? I mean, how does an episode of the show start? 
Right. So uh, normally it starts with because all of the uh, titles of the show. Uh, so we've had uh, things like, um, oh, my God, I can't. Fear and Hoteen in Space Vegas. We've had Psychode. Um, so they all start with a film pun. Uh, what else have we had? Uh, the usual cup specs where uh, one Tapon's favourite mug gets destroyed and he has to, uh, he does a sort of trial based episode to find out who destroyed his mug. Um, and they, it starts with a film pun. Um, all the best, all the best jokes start with a pun. Um, always, always. And then uh, someone Bad will... Bad jokes of the world unite, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and someone will uh, think of a pun, essentially. This is the way I do it anyway. Um, I think of a pun and then I think, oh, what? how can that translate to an episode? And then I rough out a uh, sort of three-act structure for the guys to say this works or this is total garbage <laughs> and then they give me their approval or deride me and write me out for a few episodes um and then uh, i'll go away or one of the other writers will go away write a script and it's written in a proper script format um that we've all agreed to it has codings for sfx and music and stuff like that um and then we'll do a live read through so we meet every sunday do a live read through and we yeah act our characters we all turn our mics uh, our cameras off because we you know you can't act right <laughs> we're not, we're not like that. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, i mean you could but <laughs> normal people can but uh yeah. normal actors can but i don't think we're quite there yet and yeah. let um, me know when we're professional and i'll try harder <laughs> and um and then we'll read through we'll submit our audio we'll record our audio separately um we're all lucky enough to have the software to do it and mics mm -hmm. and and things like that um and then matt and aaron who are our two editors they one will do a rough draft and then one will do the full draft and sometimes they alternate um, just because otherwise editing can drive you absolutely insane. Um, and then it goes off to uh, Vidizen, who is um, so he's a actual genuine musician. Uh, you can find him on Twitter and um, he does the most amazing um, synth wave music and stuff like that. And he scores the episode completely. Um, we have said to him before, like, dude, don't work so hard. You reuse some stuff. And he's always got like a brand new score and he'll do it in about a week. And he is absolutely phenomenal. And then um, it comes back to us and then we send it, send it to listen to uh, our uh, artist axe wizard who's uh, david booth and he does uh some art an art card for the episode that's based on the film poster we've punned so it comes full circle um so psychode for example which is an episode where the computer goes haywire and starts yeah, to try and kill yeah. the rest of the crew Love it. um he has uh <laughs> a picture of one of the characters, Tapon, I think it is, the Vulcan in the shower, and the computer okay. is coming up behind him with a knife. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. so of yeah. course. Um, <laughs> and it just goes full circle. And then uh, we we have the product, we put it up on straight away. Um, and we love it. We absolutely love it. The whole process is so, um, it's so fluid. It's so, 
it's just it's really natural uh we don't tend to have very many delays everyone is so you know they're so eager to do it and really enjoy it the read-throughs are the absolute best because uh you can you spend time with like six seven people you're really close with and you can just sit there and hash out jokes and laugh and um, and it's really great. It's a, just a real release every Sunday. Uh, we spent the guys. I wasn't there uh, last week, but the guys spent an hour researching. Uh, they went through a BFI list, essentially, of films and just uh, created a load of new titles. Um, and like once upon a time in the West and stuff like oh, that. Nine and it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. We've already had a film noir holodeck episode, and in this in this season we're having a western holodeck episode. Um, so yeah, we we couldn't resist it. After we did the film noir, where I played um, the femme fatale, mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> um, it was uh, it was so much fun that we just decided, yeah, we're going to do it again. Um, so, we've got an ep- <clears throat> we, oh, we've go got ahead, an episode sorry. planned uh, next next season where we all swap voices. So we're going to um, do impressions of each other using our current character's voice, which is going to be incredibly difficult. But um, yeah, yeah we like to push yeah. ourselves. Well, I would like to. I would like to submit a a movie pun title. Ooh, go if, ahead, if you, yeah. if, you if you may. Um, to ponder consequences, New Mexico. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> We've, uh, um, if you've not ever seen Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, yeah. it's an excellent film. Pretty great. Yeah. We've uh, one of the best ones that the guys came up with last week was Die Hard Drive, um, which I thought was really <laughs> great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just yeah, it all it all starts with the puns and and uh, a, a, just a small what if x character did this and then we'll hash it out a little while and then all of a sudden episodes are born um it's really nice it's a really nice way oh, to nice. do things i've never uh had a situation where i don't know i've never really had a situation where writing has been so easy right. um okay. it's just everyone's on board everyone's super chilled out about their their own work and really accepting of feedback and criticism and that's really really nice because we're all constructive criticizing rather than just you know tearing something apart well Um, if you're already a little self-deprecating it's easy to take some constructive criticism especially from your friends it is indeed because you get to give it back a little bit later you know it's fine yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um well that's that is that sounds so fantastic and now uh, the other the other thing we we you know you mentioned it to me uh, has to do with cartoons. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So, talk about that. Tell me about this. Oh wow. So I mean, um, I'm sold on I'm sold on Tapon. I'm going to check yeah, that out. That's perfect. is that a podcast we can catch up on with with our catcher of choice, or how do we how do we subscribe so, to? You? you can get all the information at ttos.cool, which is the website, or mm-hmm. at Tapon on subspace tpon tapon um yeah and all the links are there to i think we're on soundcloud i think we're on anchor as well i don't know this is not this is not my forte as oh, this the, is, okay, as, the this is, as the writer okay. 
Uh, I don't. I don't deal with the technical side. Of no, things. we're not talking uh, to the uh, to the social media PR representative. <laughs> unfortunately, we'll get that information. We'll have that. Uh, we'll have that stuff in the show notes, as they say. Uh, exactly. And uh, and so, but yes, the the cartoons. Talk talk to me about the cartoons. So, uh, David Spivey, who uh, is affectionately known as Spivsy, um, and I are massive, massive cartoon fans. Um, always have been, always will be. Um, we're really good friends off show as well, and are always talking about horror because we both have horror films um, and cartoons. And we were thinking, you know, I think we both mentioned within five minutes of each other how cool it would be to do like a podcast based on cartoons, talking to mm-hmm. other people. And then we saw each other's comment in a Discord and was like, well, why don't we just do it? Why don't we just do it and talk about it? And we um, roped in our friend Poppy, um, who's another uh, writer for Tapon, and she plays um, Kathy and the ship's computer. Um, uh, and yeah, and it just blossomed from there really we it's a round table podcast where we have a theme each week um so we've recently had uh fox kids we did an episode on adventure time and our our first our favorite episodes from the first two seasons we did an episode on horror uh, horror themed uh cartoons um so you know, we all picked, uh, one of our guests picked uh, Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Someone picked mm-hmm. Castlevania. So I picked a a really terrible cartoon um, that Rick Moranis was in in the 80s called, uh, well, early 90s called Gravedale High. Um, and it was <laughs> it was terrible having to watch some of these things again. Um, our new episode, uh, which is coming out, uh, well, we haven't recorded it yet. We're going to record it next week. Um, is on antagonists, uh, our favourite antagonists. Um, and I picked Cobra Commander from G.I. Oh, Joe yes. just because he is an absolute whack ball. And I love uh, I love crazy chaos. antagonists. He's chaos. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of the plots that I remember watching G.I. Joe as a kid just need to be talked about, like um, putting uh, ICBMs on top of fast food restaurants and stuff right, like that. Of course, you know. um, he's a he's an absolute nutball and I sort of, um, I love him for that. But yeah, and it just came together. We're trying to get more guests for that, guests who love cartoons. Because um, I, I kind of feel there's something wrong with some people if you don't like cartoons. Yeah. If you If you drop all the things that you loved when you were a kid, you're missing out on something. Yeah. Oh, no. I uh, So I still watch uh, as many of the cartoons from my childhood as I can find. Um, I, you know, I have subscribed to services specifically to get to certain properties such as Robotech. Oh, um, God, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's on Funimation right now. So I'm, mm. I'm doing that. Uh, yeah. I've also ordered the box set because, come on, man, uh, I'm, well, I'm that guy, uh, yeah. you know, and I, I watch uh, the 80s Transformers. I watch um, Transformers Animated, which is a great show if you haven't seen yeah. that. Transformers Prime. Yeah. yeah. Cartoons. Me, the kids, cartoons. Um, you know, calling them cartoons is kind of a disservice these days. Yeah, you know, it's animated, I agree. Animated uh, entertainment. Um, you know, I mean, all you need to understand you know, you look at Avatar The Last Airbender and that, the, yep. the whole conversation changes. I agree. Um, there's so many good shows that are 
that people dismiss out of hand because like regular they show. are animated. Regular show, Venture Brothers, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Adventure Time, we've already mentioned, Castlevania, the new Castlevania series, slightly problematic because it's written by Warren Ellis, who's slightly problematic right now, mm-hmm. um, but the product in itself is so phenomenal with such really great voice acting and characters. Um, and then you've got you've got new shows coming out all the time that are a lot more representative than some yep. of the stuff that we grew up with. Like yeah. there's not, you know, we don't get the token black character now. We get a diverse cast. We get we don't get the token female character in Transformers. When we had RC, we have lots right. of female characters and it's oh, fantastic. Man. She's in the like, other room. I, I was finally at age 45, 46, able to buy the RC, my robot girlfriend from yeah. when I was a kid because um, they wouldn't sell that toy to me when I was nine because okay. boys don't want girl robots. And I was like, um, you're not really obviously they didn't understand the market because they killed optimus prime yep so and guess what a week from today as of the recording mm-hmm. uh we're going to see the Ooh. transformers the movie in theater uh, nice. for the what is it the 35th, 35th anniversary yep. yeah. yeah yeah i've got a um so uh uh my one of my favorite artists matt ferguson has done the blu-ray uh steelbook release for the 35th anniversary and it is beautiful um i have a print of it hanging on my wall it's uh it's phenomenal there is a really nice print the oldest child he uh he ordered it uh the 4k uh release as soon as it was available so that's our pre-order yeah (laughs) and on its way um and you know yeah it's just these properties uh garner so much love um for for the first time ever i kick-started a project that saw through to completion and that was the avatar the last airbender tabletop game and uh, oh god broke kickstarter records yeah yeah oh yeah no i'm getting the whole thing yeah. Um, I guess we'll have to figure out a way to play virtually across the pond. You know? well, I'm up for that. I love a good <laughs> Kickstarter. I, my wife, uh, blessed her, is very understanding, but mm. eye-rolling mm. of the amount I spend on ta- uh, tabletop board games through Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not going to get into... Uh, yeah, we are. We're going to get into the latest one. I've got a few days left to, to, to get it together. Uh, the Masters of the Universe board game. I saw that the Simon yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get that because because yeah. you know, what well, it's only money. Yeah, it, but you can you, look. You can never have too many things if you're saving for something that is functional. Uh, yeah, I know. I appreciate you've got to do that, but there's nothing like spending on money on something that makes you smile. Yep. I am, yep. Yeah. And uh, you can have a good time. Like uh, I just got. Oh, you'll appreciate this. oh yeah i love that and Uh, it's it's a transformer i'm going to oh that is something yeah his name is gigawatt i've uh i'm going to turn you this is terrible uh podcast behavior but i'm going to turn you and show you the uh the lego collection and the the statue collection in my office uh yeah yeah. so i'm a i 
Yeah, and there's the Batman animated Mondo Prince mm-hmm. sitting behind me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Quite yeah, possibly I've, one of the greatest shows ever made, Batman the yeah. Animated Series, you mean? And we have we have not talked about that on the show yet uh, because uh, oh, I am waiting oh, can for I, something. Can I please be on that show? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Invite me to that show, please. Talk to the guys, yeah. Uh, we'd love oh, to man. have you on. Um, um, uh, last year uh, in 2020, the the oldest child turned 16 during you know covid and so the first uh, first ever cameo i booked was with kevin conroy oh uh, lovely because uh you know the animated series we got we've met kevin at a con and he's just a great guy and yeah. um, and uh, yeah so uh i would love to dish on that because that 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 mm, i was you know uh 14 when the and uh, 1989 when batman the movie came out yep and then uh you know the animated series was not long after not long that after. And, yeah yeah and it's so good it's so good i think um where dc haven't uh quite hit the heights with their movies compared to marvel there's i think the animated series knocks even the marvel movies out of the water that mm-hmm. stretch that stretch of shows running from batman the animated series through like two Superman. and a half decades yeah, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. There's, there's never been a that was never that was such a gold thread of like a, a rich vein of of just wonderful storytelling and art and, and an understanding of the characters yeah. and the mythos oh, in a God, way yeah. that uh, that has rarely been touched on. Um, yeah. You know, most recent memory of of, of a property that just nails the essence is uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, oh, yeah. Been able it's to a great show. Yet. It's yeah. such a great show because yeah. it's got the I human mean, aspects of Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, and I know you appreciate this. People who say they don't like Superman just don't really understand the character. Right. They've, they've, yeah. they've seen the costume and think they know everything about Superman. There is such a deepness. There's a more deep. There's more of a deepness to Superman than there is to Batman, in my opinion. Listen, in an alternate universe, Superman plays Christopher Reeve. Yeah, exactly. Saying. You know, uh, exactly. he. So all you need to do is not not think of of Superman as a character. You think of him as the human Christopher Reeve, a real embodiment of mm-hmm. that character. Brandon Ralph, you know, and Howard yeah. Holton uh, are all Superman outside the costume, and that's. Yep that's what matters uh, i even you know. think given a good script i even think henry cavill could have made a really great superman yes yeah no he he has the spirit because that that actor that person he he wants to be superman yeah. right and um, he deserves such some, a some more mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah no i mean didn't he name his dog crypto yeah <laughs> yeah you know i mean uh and a uh, man talk oh, about being cut to look the part it was yeah. He named his dog Cow because he's got a cow, giant. Yes, yeah. yeah, so like a. It looks like a bear cub, doesn't it? His dog. Oh yeah, yeah. It's one of those one of those dogs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And he's he's cut to he's cut to do the part. He's just yeah. made for it. Yeah. And um, and you know that's not to say that he hasn't been given excellent moments in what we've seen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I'm on record. Uh, the the Josh Dan and Superman podcast is currently on hiatus. Yeah, uh, but we've talked about all that. <laughs> okay. I yeah, I I really there's something about Henry Cavill that apart from the fact that he's a very physically attractive man, um, but 
Henry Cavill is he has such a uh, such a love for the for the properties he's a part of. Like he wanted to play Geralt in The Witcher because he loves The Witcher. Right. Um, he and he's you know he's on record as saying that he's logged like a hundred hours in The Witcher and st- stuff like that. And I I can <laughs> totally get that because that's all fan, right? Yeah, he's a fan yeah. wanting to do a project that he's passionate about. And there's not enough people like that. You know, be a fan before you take the check is right right you know the way to be well it's like it's like what you're doing with with the with the show with tapon um you're doing it uh in spite of not being paid it's you know if you (laughs) should be willing to do it for free before you're willing to get paid to do it you know yeah if you do the project just on heart then you know the success of that will come later yeah that's what shines through you know or you're having a good time doesn't matter if we we always come to uh TTOS with the to concert runs up space um it, with the ethos of we do it for ourselves first we do right. it to make each other laugh to make each other smile to get together to have fun if, it's the way you hang out with that group of friends exactly and right. if much in the same way that people will play board games or you know mm-hmm. play madden or something like that online whatever whatever you want to do if you want to play fortnite be free play fortnite with your friends it's always spending time with your friends and your family right and this if we also make other people laugh and other people smile through the project and i genuinely think we're a bit of a diamond in the rough that not a lot of people know about to concert on subspace and not a lot of right. people have a lot of time for podcasts at the moment. They're going back to work. Um, they've got their, their, their list of podcasts that they religiously listen to. I know that I very have very little free time. I don't have time to do a lot of podcasts at the moment. And um, if we get people to laugh, then I kind of feel like that's, all the payment we need right right just make well, someone's to, life a little bit better to loop it back in again where you know you just said uh a diamond in the rough and if mm-hmm. you didn't hear that in peter cullen's voice as the cave of wonders <laughs> from aladdin then i don't know if we're Something still wrong friends, with you, you yeah know? exactly you know? i mean because if your brain doesn't work that way i don't know i don't know yes yeah. that's, that's how brains work right i mean that's <laughs> that's just right that's how that's how it goes it definitely is (laughs) definitely is if you don't hear a line that you love and you instantly think of the line from the show then uh yeah it's so pathetic um we have uh at the at the uh, fruit stand that i work at the back room uh is full of these moving racks where the inventory Mm -hmm. is kept and so you know as a cautionary kind of like for in golf you call out racks somebody doesn't say anything then you can start spinning and make make room well the vast majority of us call it out in such a way that it sounds more like flash and so there's at least four of us that when someone says it in the in our heads the rest of that plays out Uh, because that's that's just who we are as people right and most of those people are the ones that i that i play the youtube D D game with yeah but again, you know, you make that connection, that neuron fires, it makes you smile. Right. Well, you know, and it says something about the fact that I'll, you know, there are days that I'll spend eight hours with 
uh, one to two of these people. And then three hours later, uh, it's been three more hours with them playing D and D, you know, you find, uh-huh. you find those, that, that, uh, outlet, that group of people who, uh, the camaraderie of it, right. The, the shared yeah. experience. Um, and, and you all have a good time. I mean, where else are you going to, uh, you know, the first night we were able to reconnect in person, uh, a few weeks back, uh, in one of our campaigns, um, part of the, uh, storytelling, uh, led to a, uh, a concert from the Bard uh, playing Tribute by Tenacious D. And so, of course, all six of us at the table, maybe seven, I think it is, uh, we all sang along because course, catharsis, right? Catharsis. And it was great. It was in, it was just a moment where we could celebrate that back togetherness that we had missed so desperately, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, and so it's fantastic. So, but cartoons, okay? Cartoons. Uh, what about classic cartoons like Tom and Jerry? You like? Oh my God, I yeah. love Tom and Jerry. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Tom and Jerry is probably one of the ones I remember most fondly. Um, lo- I love Looney Tunes. Um, I really like the old Hanna Barbera stuff. Um, I my love of cartoons comes directly from my father. Um, yeah. So we used to, my dad uh, and mum used to work, quite, I was from quite a poor family, they used to work shift work, mm-hmm. so uh, my dad used to come home from a night of work, used to get me up at 6am and we used to watch cartoons on a Saturday morning and a Sunday Heck morning. yeah, bro. And that's where yeah. it comes from, that's exactly yeah. where yeah. it comes from. Yeah. Um, and we used to watch things like, we it used to start with, Old stuff like uh, you used to get a Roadrunner cartoon and then a Tom and Jerry and worked your way through like Inspector Gadget and then Jason the Wheeled Warriors, uh, Mask, not the mask, but mask. Uh, Give me a transforming car any day. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Thundercats, Transformers. And then, yeah, we used, used to go for that. And we used to watch a program used to be on in the UK called Fun Factory, which just used to be like um, three hours of constant cartoons on a Saturday nice. morning from six till nine. And then he used to do that. He used to then, my mum used to get up and he used to go to bed. And it dawned on me when I had, uh, when I, we adopted our son, just how, hard that is to get in from a day's work and think god i'm so tired but the only time i get to see my son is these three hours where we can do something that we both adore and i still remember and this was before my little brother was born so i must have been about four at the time and i remember those saturday mornings so vividly like sitting with a big bowl of cereal and sitting and watching three hours of cartoons with my dad and that's yep. the sort of thing I want to do with my son. Yep. Um, and that just, those memories keep me quite warm. Um, they're, they're, they're precious to me. And that's where it all came from. So my love of cartoons stretches as far back as his memory does. So the Fleischer Superman cartoons and stuff like that, that he used to love as a kid. And um, all the way through to, you know, I'm watching She-Ra at the moment. I'm watching uh, the new, the two new He-Man series yeah, that we're what? lucky enough two to get. Yeah, two new He-Man series, um, I know, right? 
Uh, I loved Kevin Smith's Revelation series. I thought it was, it was great. great. And I think yeah. we've got a whole other half of it to go. And then yeah. we've got this new stuff as well that's even, the, the, a completely different style. We've got the Netflix Transformers series that have been yep. really great. Um, yeah. Also just, on Netflix is the Pacific Rim cartoon, which is yep, pretty which good. Yeah, which is awesome. Yep. And um, uh, if you have HBO Max, there's G-Lock, which is great. There's more... No, I haven't yet, but I will be somehow getting access to HBO Max because I want to watch the new Batman cartoon that Bruce Tim is working on, which looks phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, but all I love, I love cartoons. It didn't really matter what it was, uh, quote unquote, boys' cartoons or quote unquote girls' cartoons, which is how stories. they used to be. Exactly, yeah. but that's how they used stories. to be defined, didn't they? You know, Look, I watched uh, just as much Care Bears and Rainbow Bride as I did, you know, GI Joe and Transformers. Exactly the same. I used to, I used to love Gummy Bears, and I used oh, yeah. to watch She-Ra. Yeah, the Smurfs. I used to w- love watching things like, like you say, Care Bears. And I mean, I even, you know, if it was on. Jim and the Holograms. Watch. I watched that and I was yeah. not, I mean, that was on purpose. That wasn't just because uh-huh. it was on. I liked that show. No, I, me too. Um, the only one I, you know, I will use this. I was never fond of My Little Pony because it, there wasn't right. really much of a nah, story nah, there. No. But if it was on. I'd be watching it. Right, because it's a cartoon. It's, awesome. it's a cartoon. Yeah. So Who wants um, to watch real life? You, you, I get that when boring. I go out the house. Yeah, yeah it's boring. Uh, so there is a, uh, there's a connection that, that you're likely unaware of, but you probably mm-hmm. get the reference uh, from Tom and Jerry um, mm-hmm. when, the, when the song, you know, is you is or is you ain't yep. my baby. Okay. Yep. Uh, that, that song was written in Arkansas. Ah. I live. Yeah. So good connection there. So uh, uh, there's a, on our uh, local, you know, public radio station through, through the university out of Little Rock, it's the NPR mm-hmm. station as well. They, yeah. um, they do a, a weekly little bit called Arkansas and talk about famous songs that were, you know, from Arkansas artists. Oh, so cool. That's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. And, uh, and, you know, we were talking about, um, at work the other day, I just mentioned about how, you know, humor, good humor. Uh, and it's always the reference that, you know, good animation doesn't require dialogue. You know, if you, if you've no, got no, a good, no, no, no. if you've got a good joke and, and animated joke uh, and everyone without fail, when you talk about that, they're like, Oh yeah. Like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. That is, they are the gold standard of comedy without dialogue. Yeah. Every time. And I'm I just remember laughing my butt off as a kid at those cartoons um, Looney Tunes. So yeah. you'll love this. You'll really, I think you'll appreciate this. So as a child, my mom ran, uh, she ran a daycare center. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had a lot of VHS at the time. And one of them was um, a Looney Tunes VHS that had several of the shorts on there. Uh, and one of them is called Devil May Care. Mm-hmm. No, Devil May Hair. Sorry. Because, you know, right. puns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's about Bugs Bunny meeting the Tasmanian devil. Yep. And I just cackled at that as a young child, teenager. And I, I, you know, if that tape was wore out, it was from me watching that cartoon. And uh-huh. so when I realized that those were on HBO Max, I spent probably 30 minutes until I found that episode and I watched it and it was still hilarious and I can still line for line it. And it, it was just 
just you know six minutes of joy man yeah just great you know and i was like nine years old all over again you know It, it is a it's transformative and it's it's so weird how so much of uh so much of it has transformed, you know, translated into my modern day sort of lexicon. So I will say I'm a big Foghorn Leghorn fan. And I will say to my son, get out of here, boy, you bother me. Um, and he doesn't have any sort of reference and my wife will laugh at it. And and that's enough that I just want to make my wife laugh. But I'll, I'll put in little cartoon related um mm-hmm cartoon related links like the universal greeting from transformers the anime exactly um and he has no idea what i'm saying but he'll laugh at it all the same because it's just nonsense words yeah um yeah i just think you have to do that Um, (laughs) oh well speaking of foghorn leghorn the other day i i don't know it was right right as i was getting out of bed or something and the dog was in the way and I, I i said something i was like well i'm you know while well, i ought to and my yeah. wife was like did you just foghorn leghorn the dog and i was like yes i did i did indeed uh you know he was like like you said get away from me boy you bother me yeah <laughs> but, uh, just uh you know and it's um seeing the evolution of animation as a storytelling medium has been mm. something just you know you end up with with fantastic films that can't be told otherwise or not for the same budget, uh, yeah. like the iron giant. I mean, oh. I will, I will fight you over that movie. Yeah. I love that. Grand story. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there, I have friends who dismiss it because of the cartoon, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, you're missing out on something incredible because you have this prejudice and I, yeah. you know, and that's and what it to is. To my opinion, that's to my opinion, you know, uh, do what you like, like what you want, but you yeah. know, at the same time, you're you're wrong if you don't like cartoons. <laughs> I um, I Spivzy and I have this uh, this theory that there there aren't there isn't such thing as a, a bad horror film. We both love right. horror. There's a horror film that might make you laugh unintentionally or something like that. But I enjoy bad products and bad movies as much as sometimes I enjoy good movies. Oh yeah, it's the good and, bad, you know. Yeah, and dismissing uh, a, an entire genre because you don't think you'll like it is like dismissing a whole food group and saying, "I, you know, I don't like vegetables." I'm sorry. Right. There's one vegetable. There's two vegetables that you may not like, but there is a whole field of vegetables out there that you might be Literally. missing out on. <laughs> and there are, yeah, literally. And animation's the same. Not two animated products are alike you can't you can't tell me that if you um if you don't like castlevania you won't like adventure time because they are so different and so just binary that you know adventure time is about positivity and about you know acceptance about friendship and castlevania is about horror and you know the nasty elements of humanity and and killing vampires and they're, they're just chalk and cheese and it, it, people will just say yeah i don't want to watch that because it's a cartoon and it's just like dismissing out of hand people's projects that they have spent years on it's just mm. insane to me now do you have would you be able to talk okay talk about some favorite animated films I mean, I, I know it's impossible oh, wow. to nail top one. 
you know, I, uh, if you were going to recommend your, your top five to someone who watch. Oh, I, I, so Dan, I, I, I will try, but I hate it when people do this to me because I know I'm going to, I'm going to forget one that I love. In this moment, today, 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 to right oh, now, right. you know, at uh, what is it? It's uh, it's uh, you know, uh, 11 p.m. Yep, uh, my time, uh, yeah, on the island, right? right. So, <laughs> I've got so any choice, any bad choice I make is only going to be reflected for an, another hour, so that's fine. Right. I can deal exactly. with that responsibility. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility and all that, of course. So, um, the one that always, um speaks to me is and has a really personal connection to me is Transformers the animated movie I will I appreciate that a lot of people do not like that movie because you know it was a toy commercial swipe the board clean so that you can sell new characters to me but my god that soundtrack um which I will still play when I write to get me in the mood, I, you know, I program my brain as someone who's had, had uh, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. I know that yeah. you can, you can program your brain to feel certain yeah. things. Oh, and yeah. if I need to feel that's pumped up to do right. something, that yeah. is a, that is a good thing to do. Um, also, yeah. I don't mind that they killed Optimus Prime because you know, you know, he's not going to stay dead. And well, I quite now like it's something. a trope. Well, you know, when indeed. he died in the live action movie, you're like, well, here we go. Yeah, here we go. You know, and the best, um, okay, the best, the best instance of that, and I'm I'm sure he's the opening for Transformers animated. It's yeah. like he's dead for five seconds. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> alert, sorry. Um, but to that point, I want to take one moment and and my my oldest, Noah, he's 17 now. And I asked him one day, I said, What is your what is your favorite song? And it's the touch. From, oh my god! And, from the soundtrack, and and the Transformers the movie is his probably favorite movie. Stan if it's not Spider Man, you know, yeah. Uh, Stan Bush <laughs> and Vince Nicola did, and uh, um, there is, there is not a bad song on that soundtrack. No, nope. nope. um, nope. the the actual and you get Weird Al Yankovic, and you get yeah. Weird Al, but yeah. the instrumentals themselves yeah. are just oh, it's, it's so pure great. synth eighties over the. I mean, just. You can feel Perfect. the hairspray in the air. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that would that would be my first pick. Right on. Uh, so I would say modern choice into the Spider Verse is fantastic. Oh, bro. Um, just there are so many so intentional great. choices that you're not aware that they're making in uh-huh. that movie. Like as Miles progresses into becoming Spider-Man, he moves from 12 frames per second to 24 frames per second. Yep. And his animation becomes smoother as he grows uh-huh. into himself. There's so many intentional choices like that. They're just uh, it's a it's it just a, obviously was a labor of love for the people who put yeah. it together. Yeah. Uh instantly for me rose to the to the to the pinnacle, to the mm-hmm. unobjectable. I can no longer be objective about. Superman the movie, Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. Sam mm-hmm. Raimi's Spider-Man, Captain mm-hmm. America, the first Avenger. These yep. films are just pinnacle hero movies. They they yep. nailed it. Yep. They're phenomenal. This <laughs> yeah. one in particular, it's, you know, I don't think Marvel would, well, Disney 
would have gone with the multiverse approach if that film hadn't have been such a success. It is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, The the voice acting is perfect. Having Spider-Man play a backseat to Miles, it's great. I love it when protégés become the, you know, Nightwing becoming Batman is my, my ultimate like let's do away with Bruce Wayne. We don't need Bruce Wayne for ten years. Let's put him on the subs bench. Just bring forward <laughs> Nightwing to be Batman for a bit. Um, He's just, earned the cow. So right? he has earned it. And seeing always seeing uh, different interpretations of the character. But like you say, the animation is so smooth. It feels like an oil painting is coming to life when right. I watch it. It's it's ca- it captures the um, fluidity of Spider Man's movements. Right. That's how I feel. It's and also so feels like a comic book at the same time. Uh-huh. You feel like uh-huh. you're reading the page after page. Um, and one thing that neither of us, uh, other than to to comment on it, but we really mm-hmm. don't have the experience to speak to. Uh, but the representation that Miles yeah. brings to the mythos is um, it's, it's it's invaluable. Yeah, uh, much needed know. and well out of date. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, no, well. I can agree with you on that 100 as an mm-hmm. animated film, just perfect. And also having a cast of spike quote unquote spider men um yeah. who are with Nicholas Cage, even <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> aren't all white men. It's just nope. it's just really great to see. Like so one of the one of the things that we probably didn't get as a kid was that, you know. I had black friends at school who couldn't see themselves in the cartoons that they loved. Right. They didn't, they didn't see the, a representation of themselves. So when they were playing and they were picking characters to be from the TV show, invariably they were picking a white character to be. And right. now kids are able to see themselves reflected in the products that they love. And that's yep. just so magical. They, they get it to is see, to me too. It's just, um, but but seeing our kids be able to make those choices and say, oh, you know what, my my favorite character doesn't always have to be the white person either. It can be, right. or, or the white man. It can be Gwen. That yeah. Gwen's my favorite as a boy. Right. Like it's like just me and RC. Right. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Right. I, um, you know, just because I I think RC is a hero doesn't mean that I'm you know all of a sudden a female robot. Indeed, you know. it, yeah. I always, um. Um, I always play as a play as a female. Where if I get to um, have a choose your own character in a game, yeah. so Mass yeah. Effect, I always play as Femshet, for example, because I know what it's like to be a man. So yeah. when I play, I want to try a new experience. Why? Yeah, why? I have a, a female Drow D and D character because oh. again, it's you know I'll never know that experience, but I can challenge myself to think differently. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, uh, push right. it outside the, the realm. Okay, so that's two. <laughs> that's two. Oh, wow. Um, three more to go. I would say my third pick would probably be Disney's Hercules, which oh, I think underrated. is really underrated. Underrated. Um, it's absolutely hilarious. It's phenomenal. It's got good a music, theme. and that's the gospel truth. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> and... I remember watching it. I wasn't a kid. I was a teenager at the time, but thinking, oh, my God, they've got a Disney a Disney princess 
who isn't a princess. She right. is a right. kick-ass character who yeah. knows her own mind, who, you know, makes her own choices. And there are some really great performances in that. I absolutely yep. love Danny DeVito with a Perfect. burning passion. And Bobcat Goldblatt. And, oh, it's so know, good. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and I was uh, I was actually managing a cinema when that movie came out. So, so I, I got to run it before uh, on opening day. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. It is phenomenal. It is underrated. It is really Much good. like uh, The Emperor's New Groove doesn't get enough love. Yeah, I totally agree. Yzma and Kronk. Easily two of the best Disney the villains of all time ever. Croc is more his. broccoli. <laughs> Cusco's poison, the poison for Cusco. <laughs> squeak, squeakity, squeak, squeaker. Um, I love that stuff. It was so good. Um, he's doing um, the, but he's doing the spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good film. Um, Patrick Walburton, man, come on, he's perfect he's so for a good. lot of things. He needs to do a he needs to do a stunt a stint as Batman just for the jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a really he could do Batman in a postmodern Adam West style that would be yeah, so exactly. Good. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be the that would be the legacy for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but Hercules, much agreed. Yeah, uh, he's it's just great, and it's a really it's just a really feel good Disney film. Like you're, I kind of am rooting for Hades a little bit because you know Hades is. He's always one getting of those, a bum rap. Uh, he's know, always it's a tragic little yeah, story. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, cool. So number four, what can I pick? Number four. My number four. What can I pick? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of my Blu-ray shelf and what I would pick as an animated what would you film. Pick off the- what would I pick off that shelf? Hmm, the dark. Night Returns Part One and Two, which is yeah. a bit of a cheat, but I really, really, I really, really, I counter you with the Flashpoint Paradox, but oh, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> um, but I, so my love for Frank Miller related stuff has definitely waned over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, we're I not see, angsty teenagers anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that animation. That Frank Welker, um, no, it's not Frank Welker, is it? Who is it? It's uh, the guy who played Robocop. Uh, oh, Paul, uh, Paul Weller. Yeah. yeah. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Yeah. Um, his Batman is so great. The story is phenomenal. Um, the scenes with Joker and him in the Tunnel of Love are so great. Now is that um, uh, is that with uh, John DiMaggio as the Joker or I don't know if it was John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio played him in uh, Killing Joke, Red Hood, Red Hood, um, yeah, which is great, which is another great Batman film. Um, Some but, of the best Batman is animated, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Uh, which conveniently <laughs> conveniently leads me to my fifth pick, uh, which is probably my favorite Batman film. Mask of the Fantasm. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's only one answer when you take it that far. Yeah. You know, there's only one answer. I had the VHS of that. It's a great film. Me too. Me too. Uh, And it was in the puffy, oversized puffy case too. Like, because that's all the, that's how the kids' VHSs came at the time. Yeah. It's just such a great Batman film. It feels like, it feels like. It's an original um, story too. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't rely on the villains we know. It's, it Mm -hmm. focuses a lot on Bruce yeah, and a little than Batman. less on Batman, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really, really a deep story. 
Um, you know, it could be put to actual live action and they would probably ruin it, but it could, I mean, it would be, uh, it's a, it's, yeah, if you haven't seen it, I mean, you can't call yourself a bat fan, uh, if you're not watching these animated films, sorry. I, you can, um, I'm not gatekeeping, that's terrible, <laughs> but honestly, I mean, seriously, um, you can, you're you depriving can yourself of something. You are, there you, you go, that's better, that's, that's a better way to um, say it. Uh, you but, can have the Nolan films, they're fine, but yeah, if you're not yeah. keeping up with the animated, uh, you know, with Flashpoint Paradox, you get Thomas Wayne so as good. Batman, so good, Martha turns into, why did you say that name, turns into yeah. the uh, Joker. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I think Phantasm is, it feels like an extension of the Tim Burton universe. And I know that's kind of a good bridge. Batman the Animated Series was anyway, because they established that the Joker was Jack Napier. They established that, you know, it's set in that same Art Deco um, blimps and Tommy Gunn's world. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just such a great story. You get to see, you get to see the origin of Batman, which you don't, I know it's ingrained in our subconscious yeah. anyway, much like the, you know, the Superman and Spider-Man origins, but you get to see it in animated form, which I feel would have been a bit of a travesty if we didn't see, if right. we had it Batman the animated series. Right. And then it links to the last episode of Just, uh, Justice League Unlimited when you find out that um, Phantasm, I mean, spoilers for a 15, 20-year-old cartoon, whatever. Um, But you find out that Phantasm stole Bruce's DNA and injected um, Terry McGuinness's mum with Bruce's DNA to make another Batman. It's it's just, it's a phenomenal film. It's seminal. It's just... It's right, something it was that, very early in the animated universe establishment. It was like right indeed. after the first season of uh, the animated series, I think. Yeah, uh, that's when it was went to theaters, and yeah. Uh, yeah it, well, I want to throw this out there to you: what you see, okay. what you think. Um, <clears throat> I feel like we have a limited window of opportunity mm-hmm. for Michael Keaton, who we know is going to be in the Flash movie, playing yep. the canon version of '89 Batman. Yeah, uh, but also. We should revisit that universe with Keaton as old Bruce and do a Batman Beyond movie. I think I so they have been talking about doing that for as long as I remember. And I remember them talking about having a when Keanu Reeves was at his, as, you know, at his first Zenith rather than the yeah. Zenith that he's at, at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, now he's old Bruce material. Yeah. He's, uh, not, yeah, exactly. he's not Terry McGuinness material. <laughs> but they were talking about having him as Terry McGuinness. And I would have eaten that up as a kid, even yeah. if it had a oh, been yeah. old, old, slightly talentless Keanu, who we still loved, right. but the world era Keanu rather than the silent stoic you know, badass uh, yeah. that we've got yeah, now. A little bit of Ted. A little yeah, bit of Ted. exactly. But I still would love to see that. I instantly regret not picking uh, the Batman Beyond movie because that is just, that whole scene where they reveal who, what happened to Joker in that movie is just chilling the most evil interpretation of Joker. Oh, it's just that flashback scene in that film is so good. So, and that is a tentpole in a film that is fantastic. It's yeah, so yeah. good. Um, there's, I, I could 
I, uh, I mean, I haven't named Iron Giant. I haven't said Aladdin. <laughs> See? See? You can't you can't do it. The I, I could do a top King. fifty. Yeah. yeah. So and not get them all. Yeah. Here's the thing, Dan. I uh, as a the one film that I don't understand why people love as much as they do is The Lion King. Really? I never connected with it as a kid. I never connected with it as a kid. I think because I was starting my trajectory towards, you know, when you're told you're too old now for cartoons. Right, and, right, right. And Which is bullshit. Yeah, with absolute nonsense. And you start to convince yourself you don't like stuff. So um, I would have, if, say, for example, if Power Rangers had come a few years earlier, I would have eaten that up. But yeah. I was on my trajectory outside of that sort too of stuff. So I was baby stuff. I'm too old. It's baby stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, Pokemon is another thing that. Um, yeah you know, escaped me slightly, but I was still very interested in because I was secretly liking it rather than liking it. Um, <laughs> like how Cowboy... we did with Star Trek back in the day. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop, the movie. I absolutely love that. It's just phenomenal. Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I, I just instantly, all I, could, all I could think about then was comics. And that's because I'm in this room surrounded all by all, this, comics. all yeah. this, all the stuff. Amazing. But um yeah, I my list is very much like my list of favorite films. Well, I say favorite films. The animated films would hit hit the, my top fifty easily. Oh yeah, easily. Um, yeah. Because they're still my favorite films, but it changes dependent on my mood. And I yeah. think if someone if someone tells you they have a favorite film and it's their they're favorite lying. film every day, they're probably a psychopath. Yeah, because don't trust that person. No, no, no. Here's- Here's something I don't get, and maybe you can re- maybe you can relate to me with this. Mm-hmm. But I'll, you know, and, and again, no judgment. Just you know, everybody mm-hmm. enjoys the things the way they do. But I'll see these people who are like, "Oh, I haven't rewatched that in X number of years," and like, I'm like, you know, like the motion picture. I haven't seen that in X number. Well, I watched it on Tuesday because I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I have. Um, I don't. Seven hundred do, movies uh... on my Plex server. <laughs> but so I. I will go one step further than that. I have to have physical stuff. It's yeah, a really like weird. Yeah. I like the collector's stuff about yeah. it. Uh, I like, I like, um, you know, I like Lego and stuff like that. And I like, I, I've never got Funko Pops, but no, you know, more power to you if you love those sorts of things. But oh, yeah. um, I like stuff. Um, it's a real, there's a real, with the things I love, there's a real consumer element that comes out of me. Yep. Like the Eagle Moss. Um, oh yes, I'm building a fleet. But yeah, exactly same sort of thing. Um, and um, I have, we have two bookcases in our dining room, and they are full of Blu-rays. And yeah. I cannot think of a film on that sh- on those shelves that I have not watched at least five times. Uh-huh. Right. I don't buy it if I'm not going to watch it. Exactly. And no, I'm not going to buy it. I buy a lot of movies, man. I worked in a theater for seven years. I'm you gonna know? I'm not gonna buy anything that I'm not going to wear out to death. Um, it's like for me, buying a film is like buying a pair of socks. You yeah. you use it and you use it and you use it until you can't use it anymore. 
Well, I've recently uh, decided that there, you know, I had to take a pause on physical media just for space mm -hmm. concerns. And, <laughs> yep. uh, but I'm I've decided that, that uh, um, there are certain things that are are worth uh, having on hand, in hand, um, and as 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 you know, center in our lives mm -hmm. uh, as the Marvel Cinematic Universe has mm -hmm. been. Uh, I'm going to get all those films on physical 4K. Uh, I've decided and uh, yeah. just have that as a collection because yeah. it's something we want to collect, right? You know, like you said, yeah. it's just the collector in me. It has yeah. nothing to do with it. Am I ever going to maybe pull that disc out and watch it when I can just pull it up on Disney Plus? Eh, no, you know, yeah. maybe because uh, the disc honestly looks better, but eh, no. I, I'm, um, I'm also a little old, very lazy. But it is, <laughs> it is that. It's that it makes you smile thing. Yeah, and it this does. is yeah. this is what I tell, like you know, I tell my clients, patients, whatever you want to call them, um, like they're going through some stuff, and it's just like, do what makes you happy. Don't worry right. about anything else for the moment. If you you're going through some real shit right now, and you need to do what makes you happy, and if that is in defiance of, you know what your parents think you should do sometimes, what your friends think you should do. If you want to sit and play guitar all day, or if you want to sit and write in your journal all day, do it. Yeah. Because there is nothing worse than looking back and realising that that time has passed and you don't have the time to do it anymore. And you can't have fun anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, speaking of uh, fun, it's been absolutely fantastic to digress with you here on uh, the show, Rich. It's been a pleasure. So, Same uh, you know, and one of these days, uh, you know, like I said, let me know or I'll, I'll keep an ear up for uh, auditioning for the show. I'd love to be a part of, uh, of uh, Tapan's adventures. And, yeah, I uh, mean, you're more than welcome, buddy. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and of course, you know, we're going to circle back around to uh, over here at some point in the future. I have plans for uh, some panels and things like that, that uh, you no doubt have uh, shown yourself would, would be an excellent <laughs> to be a part of. So, um, you know, and, and listeners, thanks for being here and uh, listening to us to ramble on about uh, whatever happened to cross our minds, it seems like.